0: Thank you, Sheila, for that prelude music. Where in the world are you going to be able to hear a euphonium duet? (laughs) Only here this morning. Bruce and Arnie are going to be playing for us this morning, and they're going to be playing special music for us as well, um, and maybe along with hymns, I'm not sure, but uh, they are going to now have a kind of a call to worship, so I would just encourage you to settle in and open your heart to God's spirit and listen to a euphonium duet. or mm-hmm. being here Uh, welcome to all those who are worshiping online with us as well we know we have many across the island across the country and so we welcome them as well happy Father's Day to uh, all the fathers and grandfathers and all of you as well Um, you'll see we're gonna be doing some storytelling this morning and we're gonna be gathering for a family meal and so it is good that we're here Carl and Amy are up at Holden Village with a group from the church so Carl will just be joining us by the miracle technology they're not actually here this morning but we're being served by our musicians, and we're very thankful for that. The order of service printed before you. Um, Everything will be projected for you as well. If it's comfortable, I'd invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering hymn, joyful, joyful, we adore thee. called to be the church. Therefore, love us. Love each other. Forgive each other. Pray for one another. Bear one another's burdens. Be devoted to each other. Regard one another
1: as more important than yourself.
0: Do not speak against each other. Do not judge each other. Show tolerance for one another. Be kind to be the person. Speak truth to each other. Love each other. Comfort each other.
1: Care for each other.
0: Stimulate one another to love and good deeds. To God be the glory. May Jesus Christ be praised. Our hymn of praise now, when morning gilds the skies, may Jesus Christ be praised. be with you. you. Let us pray. May Jesus Christ be praised in our worship, in our serving, in our lives. May Jesus Christ be praised. Send now your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we might be uplifted, comforted, and inspired, that we might accept and offer forgiveness, that we might live and love as you have taught us. We pray through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Let the storytelling begin.
2: This morning's lesson is from the 15th chapter of Luke. Then Jesus said, there was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the wealth that will belong to me. So he divided his assets between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant region, and there he squandered his wealth in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the region, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that region, who sent him to his fields to feed his pigs. He would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to his senses at last and said, how many of my father's hired hands have had bread enough to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. I will get up, go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he went off to his father, but while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion and let us eat and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field, and he came and approached the house. He heard music and dancing. The word of the Lord.
3: to cry, my griefs to bear, the Savior lives inside me there.
0: Thanks again, uh, Bruce, Arnie, Sheila, Joy. Thank you. Thank you all. How might your life, uh, how might your life be in- informed if you could see the face of God? I've been doing this a long time. I've dried your tears. I've listened to your heart-rendering stories. Some of our folks are rich. Some have less. Some are working. Some are retired. Some retired too early. We come in a variety of colors and genders. Our backgrounds are different. Some of us like classical music. Some like country. We are diverse in a good way. I've heard your stories for a lot of years some magical and happy stories, others quite heartbreaking. There are two threads that seem to run through every human story. There are two constants since the dawn of creation. The common threads are death and dysfunctional families. Now, I'm quite sure that one is unavoidable, and the other is to be expected. Might we say that families are complicated? They share blood, DNA, passion, love, and somehow you put all this together, and it's a recipe for dysfunction. Don't believe me? Try to find a counselor these days on Whidbey Island. Happy Father's Day. Some fathers uh, played catch with us. Some were kind mentors guiding us to adulthood. Some were physically absent others were emotionally unavailable some took us on grand adventures some drank too much and some betrayed our mothers happy Father's Day our first story you heard already the prodigal son and the waiting father in this real-life parable told by Jesus it's quite clear that the father is not a father that's in this room today no the father is god and the son well we probably all have a little bit of that boy in us in this familiar story the son behaved abhorrently disrespectfully he was a prodigal son he was self-centered He cared little about his father or his brother. He disrespected his father intimately and publicly. He ran off to live with Gentiles, and he took his father's money with him, and he spent it on wine, women, and song. He wasted his inheritance, an inheritance that he received by offending his father and the social mores of his day. He made his bed, and ultimately he had to lie in it. You see, there are consequences for the decisions we make. God does not protect us from our free will decisions, and God does not need to punish us. There is no need to punish us because we do a pretty good job of punishing ourselves as we reap what we sow. Well, the boy's luck ran out, and when his money ran out, broke, alone, shamed, with nothing left, not even his pride, he came home. And, much to the dismay of Jesus' audience, when he came home, his father ran out to meet him filled with compassion his dad behaved outrageously he ran to his son he put his arms around him and he kissed him welcoming him home the father then hosted a party to honor his prodigal son a son who had been terribly lost but now was found Jesus told this story He told this story to teach us about God's love. Our God waits for us. Our God runs out to meet us. Prodigal children that we are. We can never be so lost that we will not be welcomed home. Happy Father's Day. Of course, there is more to that story. The family dysfunction was not over it would live on, perhaps for generations to come. There are two consistent threads running through every human story, death and dysfunctional families. It's impossible to escape death, and we should expect that our complicated families will be somewhat dysfunctional. The story of the prodigal son was told 2,000 years ago, but there is nothing new under the sun. So let's back up several thousand years, and if we do so, we're going to come across one of my favorite stories in the Old Testament. It begins in the 25th chapter of the book of Genesis. It is in this story we encounter a husband and a wife. Their names were Isaac and Rebekah. For many years, they had tried everything to have children, but they had no luck. They tried everything, Tuesday mornings. Full moon, before ovulation, after ovulation, stand on your head. Nothing seemed to work. They prayed to God. With tears, they asked God for a baby, and they got two. The Bible tells us that the boys were struggling with each other while they were in their mother's womb. Rebecca gave birth to twin sons. The first out was Esau, but holding on to his heel as he emerged from the birth canal was the younger by the name of Jacob. Anyone who has been blessed with children can tell you that they are different from the day they are born, and so it was with Esau and Jacob. Esau was a man's man. He was a skilled hunter, an outdoorsman. He loved the NFL and NASCAR. He was a card-carrying member of the Israeli Rifle Association. He was the older brother, and he was his father's favorite. Jacob liked to stay inside. He loved to cook. He watched Rachel Ray and Martha Stewart. He was the youngest brother, and he was his mother's favorite. Years passed. One decade slipped into the next. The family was a prime candidate for the Jerry Springer show. Isaac was old now. He was blind. He was near death, and he knew he was near death. And all he wanted now was one final meal and then to bestow his blessing upon his older favorite son. So Isaac sent Esau to wrestle up some game, to shoot a pheasant or two, to provide for his father's final wish. Now, as soon as he was out the door, Rebekah sprung into action. She sent her favorite son to prepare a meal, and then she disguised Jacob to fool the old blind man, and then Jacob lied to his father. He said, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you have told me. Now, sit up and eat of my game so that you may bless me. And the old man said, I don't really smell like Esau. Are you really Esau? I am, he said. And the deception was complete, and Isaac blessed Jacob. Jacob had stolen his brother's birthright. Now I have to tell you, folks, it's not real smart for a soft skinned home decorator. The double cross, a large, muscular, hairy guy with a gun rack on his pickup truck. Now the text tells us that Esau hated his brother. His red blood boiled as he planned his revenge. This was his plan. As soon as the old man was dead, as soon as he had respectfully mourned the loss of his father, he would hunt down his brother Jacob and break him in two. And he would not stop. Until his evil twin was dead. Rebecca then realized that her deception was about to lead to the death of her precious son. So she ran to Jacob and she said, Your brother hates you. Newsflash. Your brother's going to kill you. So get out of town, run for your life. To return back would be suicide. Don't think of it. So Jacob did. He did run to save his life, and he made a new life for himself in a far-off land. Sound familiar? He made a new life in a far-off land, and then the years passed. His ethics did not really improve much, but he prospered. He became very rich, and he had children of his own. And so the next time that you're, like, looking at your family and saying, how did my family come to this? Just remember where you came from. Jacob lived in a far-off land, but ultimately, he desired to go home. So Jacob sent messengers out in front of him to his brother. He said, I'm coming home, but I'm bringing with me lots of wealth. I have flocks and herds, male and female slaves, camels and oxen, and they will be my gift to you the messengers returned to Jacob with frightening words they said your brother is coming all right he's coming out to meet you and he's not coming alone he's coming with 400 men an army big and hairy outdoorsmen on horseback they are armed and they do not look happy Jacob was afraid Understandably so. He was afraid, for he knew that he had cheated his brother. He knew that he was guilty. He knew that Esau hated him and planned to kill him. So, what's going to happen to Jacob? Esau approaches with 400 armed men. Esau approaches now his betrayer. For decades, his anger has been simmering inside of him. He had pledged revenge, and now his revenge was within his reach. The deceiver Jacob would have no defense. The force against him was too great. So Jacob bid the women and the children to take cover at the very back. Perhaps they could escape his brother's just rage. Jacob walked out in front, and he bowed himself to the ground as his twin approached with a cloud of dust and the sound of thundering hooves. And then, In one of the most powerful scenes in the Bible, in a scene reminiscent of the prodigal son, Esau dismounted from his horse and he ran to meet Jacob. He embraced him, he fell on his neck and kissed his brother. And in that embrace, the brothers wept. And Jacob said, Truly, to see your face is like seeing the face of God, for you have received me with such grace. And Esau said, Let us journey on our way, and I will go alongside of you this is the face of God Jesus was betrayed by those he loved most and he would go to the cross alone broken and forgotten and as he suffered on that cross near death he looked to those who now crucified him and he looked to those who had betrayed him and he lifted his eyes to heaven and he said father Forgive them, for they know not what they do. You see, Jesus would not die with bitterness in his heart. He would not be poisoned by hate. Jacob said, to see your face is like seeing the face of God. My daughter Kelsey and I celebrated her birthday two weeks ago by going to the 5th Avenue to see the musical Les Mis. And in the touching final scene, after death and betrayal, violence, thievery, and suicide, the moral of the story was revealed in that final scene. In this clip, you'll see a dying Jean Valjean, Jean Valjean, who described himself as one who turned from hating by learning to love. He's about to die. As he does so, he'll leave us with a sound biblical teaching.
4: Come
0: with me.
4: The chains will never bind you.
1: Was spoken. To love another person
4: is
1: to see the face of
0: God. Remember the truth that once was spoken. To love another person is to see the face of God. The prodigal son comes home what do we see? The face of God. Loving, welcoming, forgiving. The father kisses his son. Jacob returns home to face the music of his deception, and he is embraced and kissed by his brother, and again we see the face of God. Remember the truth that once was spoken. To love another person is to see the face of God. On this Father's Day, perhaps it's time to forgive our fathers and our mothers, to forgive our sisters and our brothers. Perhaps it's time to forgive ourselves. See the face of God, fellow prodigals, come home and be greeted with a kiss. Amen. I invite you to stand, and we're going to sing our hymn of the day, Change My Heart, O God. to God now in prayer. Rich is going to lead us in the prayers. Each petition will end. Change our hearts, O oh God. And our response, may we be like you. Let us pray.
2: Holy God, you are the potter. Guide us to hear your radical words of welcome, wholeness, and equality, and be shaped into your likeness. Let us embody your gospel that frees the oppressed, provides good news to the poor, and releases the captive, that heals, feeds, clothes, and even resurrects. You are love and freedom, and you are justice. Change our hearts, O God. Loving God, we give thanks for the gift of fathers and fatherhood. We give thanks for dads and for those who have taken on a father's role. May your guidance give them knowledge and insight they need to make wise decisions. May they be guided by truth and gifted with the ability to listen deeply and understand the needs of those around them. May their presence in the lives of family and friends be compassionate and empathetic, always humble, Seeking to learn from their experiences and grow in understanding. Change our hearts, O God. Just God, in the book of Exodus, you said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their suffering. As we enter this Juneteenth holiday, let us remember all who were in bondage, who longed to see this day come. Let us acknowledge all in the black community who still await that day of liberation. Let us sing songs of joy and celebration for the freedom that has come, but let us not take for granted at what cost we experience it, or forget those who are not yet released. Until all are free, none are truly free. Change our hearts, O God. May we be like you. God, may we continue to fight for liberation for all people, for those seeking shelter and home in the land of the free, for those seeking welcome into the family, for those who are persecuted for their faith. Give us strength, motivation, fortitude, and courage to continue to fight for social justice and equity. Change our hearts, O God. As we claim our place in your community of love, we offer these prayers to you. Amen.
0: Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. you. Share a sign of peace and greeting with one another. Thanks, Rich. Beautifully done. You can hear every word. That's critical. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you for sharing and the greeting the peace. Thank you for sharing that greeting the peace. After the service, come on over in the gym, get some coffee, cookies, uh, spend a little time together sharing your stories. Um, and when you are in the gym, we have uh, we have a summer of surveys. They're very brief three questions this week only one question next week this is a part of our uh, church council trying to engage congregation as we start to look towards a five a five-year plan a new five-year plan uh, we started the last five-year plan in february of 2020 uh, right before everything shut down uh, god's sense of humor so we're trying again hoping for no uh, not another pandemic but uh anyway so these pink sheets are in the tables uh, all in the coffee hour on all the tables and the idea is that maybe whoever you're sitting with, that you might talk with them about it. And then if you want to fill one out, you can fill one out. There's a box on the table. Marcy Bovitz made a beautiful box out on the table. You can leave it there. You can also do it online. You can drop them off. And every week, then, our steering committee is going to come back and read through all these uh, so that, uh, that we have a, sense of, uh, a better sense of the congregation and your priorities. And this week, it's very simple. What brought you to TLC? What keeps you at TLC? and what do you most appreciate about TLC. So an opportunity to get to know others and fill out one of these, that would be uh, fantastic. encourage you to do that. Also out on the greeting table, there's a sign up uh, for Gloria Hartnett's uh, funeral, which is a week from Wednesday. If you can help uh, serve or bake for that uh, funeral, that'd be very much appreciated, so you can sign up for that. And Sheila's got a couple concerts coming up, two weekends in a row, not this week, the next two weekends at uh, wicca convenient for all of us Uh, so that would be on at uh, wicca on a saturday and sunday next weekend and then the following saturday and sunday and there's a little flyer out on the table uh, for that as well Um, lots of other announcements printed in your bulletin Uh, let's show a quick picture of the trinity lutheran wood ministry do we have that one boom there they are uh some of our guys john reese took the pictures even though he might be in one of the pictures i'm not sure about that but uh that's our wood ministry team they meet every single week on wednesdays they cut wood they put wood up and they deliver wood uh, to your neighbors people who without that wood would be pretty cold during the year so we help a lot of people and we're so thankful for that wood ministry team if you're interested in that uh taking part in that you can talk to us in the office and we can connect you with the right people. Every Wednesday, uh, they do that. And Vacation Bible School is coming up. I think we've got a projection on that one as well. The flyers are out on the table in the Narthex for uh, Vacation Bible School. So grab those for your kids or your grandkids. Tony Henny from our staff has an announcement. No hat? No, no, oh. Well, <laughs> Lana Johnson is a tough act to follow. Um, But uh, if she's watching on the live stream, let's all wave to Lana. Woo! Woo! Okay, this shows me that you all know how to raise your hands. (laughs) And uh, what I need you to do when you come into the gym for that uh, coffee and cookies, you're almost there to the sign up sheets for all the many volunteer roles that make Sunday mornings run smoothly for all of us. So please come and sign up. We're especially in need of ushers so, thank you all. All right. Thank you, Tonya. And we're so very happy to have you on our team, on our staff. So, thank you for that. Uh, finally, a word about Holy Communion the word, all are welcome. All the prodigals, everyone comes home. Doesn't matter how long you've been away. Doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter how long you've been away from the church. Doesn't matter if you've never worshiped the Lutherans before. You're welcome at this table because that prodigal father is the host. Jesus is the one and only host. The ushers will help you come down the center aisle, hold out your hand, receive the body of Christ, the wafer, hold on to it momentarily. Then you can dip it or intinct it into the chalice of your choice. The first chalice will have wine. The second chalice will have grape juice. We also have gluten-free elements as well. All are welcome, always. As we move to the table, I would invite you to stand. Gathered now at a table that welcomed our parents and grandparents, gathered at a simple table that will welcome Christians of a variety of colors and denominations in every corner of the globe this day, we come for this Feast of Victory. And as we do so, we remember a Thursday night in an upper room in Jerusalem. It was the night in which he was betrayed, and Jesus was dining with his betrayers. On that night, he took the bread and gave thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples with strange words. Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks. And he gave it to all, for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin." Do this for their remembrance of me. As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. Let us pray now as He taught us to pray. Our Father. Amen. gifts of God for you, the people of God. All are welcome. Please come. You may be seated.
3: His key. to a sinful man. Remind me, Jesus, for this is what I Mind full of the anxious thoughts that find me, surround me, and bind me. and mindful of the anxious thoughts that find me, surround me, and bind me. Jesus, King of angels, heaven's light, hold my hand and keep me through the night.
0: Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you now and always in God's grace. Amen. You have been fed. You have been forgiven. It starts now. Go out those doors. Find your place of ministry this week. Find your place where you can be a servant to the children of God. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And are sending him on our way, rejoicing.
4: Thank, you. Thank you.